the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We'll be talking to you for the next hour or so about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Everybody survived that uh, once every three or four decade storm that we had? It's yeah. a twister. It's a twister. <laughs> You know, yeah. we I didn't get we didn't get as much rain as I thought we were going to get, but we yeah. did get the winds that they talked about, at least up in, in Poway. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was windy. When I got home yesterday, there was debris all over the yard. It had been windy there. I don't too. think it was that windy at my house. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. That wasn't. Windy, it wasn't. We had you know, a, a large number of our trees were all, that were in pots still were tipped over everywhere. Plus the nursery, well, obviously. There was a, but there I'm was, talking at the house. A yeah, lot of things there, were knocked over. Yeah, there was quite. There was. Okay, yeah. yeah, there was there was stuff that was tipped over at the nursery. So I convinced yeah, you it yeah. was windy. Yeah, well, for at, at some he helped point. you to you helped at, him at to see point. it okay. to, to recognize it. to recognize the wind. Yeah, it, it was but, nice. It, but it, was it was a was, nice break from the week before. Yeah, it was a good rain, and it wasn't you know a, a cold rain, so you could be outside working. It was, and they it was did nice. get five inches of rain up at the top of Laguna, and there's still more coming. And they got a, what was what was it? Uh, 109, 109, 109 mile Augusta, That's 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 blowing. That's a breeze. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's a bit of a breeze. We did not get much rain in the southern half of the county, probably about a quarter of an inch. So it hasn't done anything to really stop water needs, other than delay them a little bit. Right. Well, Melanie right. was nice enough to send me a picture of the sprinklers going off in the yard while it was raining yesterday. <laughs> yeah, just to rub, remind it, me rub to, it in. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget to turn those off. So. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of her. That's right. Yes. Do, we, do we have a law or a rule? If we have a quarter of an inch of rain, the sprinklers have to be shut off for 48 hours or something like that. Isn't there a... There was... That sounds yeah, familiar, I but I don't... rules or I, laws. I, I don't remember. I, You know, I should have just... The timer that I've got for the sprinklers had a rain sensor that came with it. Of course, I didn't hook it up. It probably should have. It would have solved In hindsight, that. It would, it would have solved that problem. Well, typically it's not a problem. Well, usually not. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we we were having coffee yesterday out on the porch as it was kind of misting, and one of the sprinklers went off. And I said, I think I'm going to turn these off, betting that it's going to rain a bit. And so we did turn them all off yesterday. Did it rain a bit? It rained a bit. Not again, like you said, not enough to really. It's going to delay the watering. Yeah. I have seen reports that we got about a half an inch in Scripps Ranch. I have not gone out and checked my rain gauge, which is probably full of junk anyway. It's, yeah. it's been so long. It's highly variable, the the rain amounts. And we're expecting more today. It is muggy out there. It was yeah. sprinkling big drops, very few of them, but big drops all the way here from East yeah. County. And I got very light. It was very light sprinkles on the way over from from scripts this morning to the point where I, I really didn't even need to use the windshield wipers. I didn't either. Yeah, it's not. It was just blowing across the windshield and disappearing up and over my head. Yeah, it wasn't 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 bad. But we are expecting some. It's <laughs> I have never seen them say this before, but torrential downpours in limited areas today, where the thunderstorms well, pass over. Well, it means it's going to be brief. They used to call it brief heavy rain. Oh, but this is going to be. A modern terminology. Dun dun dun. Yeah, torrential, torrential downpour. downpour. Oh. 
it's kind of neat. I, in my lifetime, my limited lifetime, I've lived through the worries of global cooling, global warming, and now climate change. And torrential downpours. And torrential downpours that can cause small streams. You're resilient. Flooding. You're still here. I am still here. Yep. Better than ever. For better, for worse. <laughs> you know, I, I, I re- the, the first El Nino event that I lived through, I think, was in 1978 when the river flooded basically yeah. from from side to side from side to side i mean it was it was it was was a big flood nobody cared yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was it was it it, cleaned out the river valley it it was it was it it was it was a problem but it wasn't it it was a problem it was not the end of the the end end of times it wasn't the end of days so it was just so i don't yeah and i guess to look back on it we were lucky that the uh Marina Boulevard Bridge didn't wash out like it did back in was it nineteen sixteen or something like that? Where it, I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the river took the took the bridge out. Oh wow! I thought so, they built them better back then. Um, apparently not. <clears throat> so, at least not, at least the, not that one. Yeah, torrential downpours. So, anyway, um, we've got classes this weekend, George. We do uh, today, September tenth. In San Diego, we have uh, San Diego Attracting Pollinators with Ryan. And at 9.30 in Poway, Design of a Functional Food Forest with Tyler Trimble. What do we have coming up next week? Next week in San Diego, Bridgette from San Diego Seed Company at 9 o'clock. We'll be doing a class on seed starting. Is she still a kind of a big she's deal? She's a very big deal. I think she's oh. improving. She's above she's kind of f- to Now she's Amber. just yeah. a big she deal? She is a big deal. Okay. Um and actually, she's going to do one in Poway in February for us. Um, and at 9.30, uh, Winter Rose Care with David and myself. Wow. Oh, that's us. That, that would be us. Yeah. That, so in case you didn't just, have that on your calendar, you the, might want to mark that yeah. down. Just the two of us? And that's just the next Saturday. You and I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to mark that down. I do have a calendar. Yeah. That's probably not a bad idea for you to make a note of that. Yeah. To make sure you don't take the well, day I usually, off. Well, I usually go to work on Saturday, so I really, I'm going to be there. I just need a reminder. And if George is going to be there to remind me, I don't really need to know. You right? Should, We're a team. Uh, we'll make it work. Good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The uh, San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation calendar has some stuff going on. Today and tomorrow, the Irish Society is having their rhizome sale in Balboa Park at the Casa del Prado. So if you want to get some... Iris rhizomes, that's probably not a bad place. Well, would you go. like to hear the updated Walter Anderson Nursery Iris rhizome situation? Let me get through with this first. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and then the 16th through the 18th, um, the San Diego Bonsai Club is having a show and sale. And that should be pretty, I would imagine that would be pretty interesting yeah. too. Um, <laughs> the 22nd through the 24th, Oh, the master the master gardener seminar is going on in Balboa Park. And it's not just the seminar, but also um, the plant sale. You guys aren't you're not doing anything this year with master gardeners, are you? That was a spring thing when we did it last time. Yeah, I no, we're we're not slated to do anything oh. at this time at this juncture. Well, I hope that's not an indication of anything. Well, yeah. they like to rotate their speakers. Okay, Mr. Anderson. We had we had, even, we had a good the, run. We had two years in a row. Yeah, you even, did. Even yeah. their most popular. Or second most popular. They like to rotate them. And then uh, September 30th through October 2nd, the Begonia Society is having their show and sale in Balboa Park. That, I think, would be... It is. Re- that, well, really, that would be cool, that, yeah. They, I, Begonias are pretty... It's a big it's family, a, yeah. It's a big family, and there's some really cool stuff. Absolutely. Uh, in the in the Begonia family. I agree. Mm-hmm. I oh, totally okay. agree. No, the... Some of the cane begonias, the uprights mm-hmm. are spectacular. Some of the rhizomaceous ones that right. spread. It is a spectacular family in both flower and in foliage. Leaf, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, We had some recently that were fragrant, and I, I was unaware that a lot of the flowers. I were did not oh. know that. Just I, adds to the mystique and the spectacularity. Ooh, wow! Well done, well played, sir. Of the begonias. Yeah, and you know what? I think in the, I think in the springtime you can still go to. Wideners and dig your own begonias. What was it? It was last year. What's a Wideners? The gentleman that calls for us, Oliver. Oliver. Oliver, Oliver yeah. called here. Was talking about it. So Capri and I went up there, and we did dig a couple, and they're still in pots on the front porch, blooming right now. Which means they're alive. Which means they're alive. Way and to they're go. Doing well. You know, tuberous begonias used to be, yeah, 
much more popular than they are now. And but the and the the flowers on them are spectacular. Just, a, yeah. just amazing. They're, they're huge. A couple right. of things have changed over the years, and one is people used to look at a little tuber and think, "I can go home and grow that," right? And they would do it. And in addition to people not, well, people want the instant, instant gratification. Yes. And to that end, growers are growing them now, and so you can get them mm-hmm. potted and in bloom, which has happened with so many different. Plants and bulbs that we used to only sell as starts yeah, or tubers, or, yeah. and now I mean, look at the dahlias. Yeah. We get yeah. spectacular potted dahlias where we used to sell forty or fifty different individual varieties as tubers. Yeah, and now we have the plants, and so this is a, a reoccurring theme. You've, we've talked about this before. Yes. I think there's just a lack of patience. No one wants to sit and wait for that to grow. Agreed. It's it's all Costco's fault. Well, you know, speaking of dahlias, though, one thing that I and maybe I just maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I don't remember seeing them that often is bedding dahlias, and I can't remember the name of them. We used to sell them in Rigoletto. Rigoletto, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't. I don't. They're still out there. They're just. They're just not. They've lost. Baby. They are not. When you when you put them next to a six inch pot. That is yeah. one foot tall and one foot wide with a dozen blooms that are twice the size or three times the size of a Rigoletto. Yeah. They kind of fall by the wayside. They're Correct. still there and they're still very nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's it's a it's a neat little neat little seasonal plant, but they're the old just, gray mare just ain't what she used just, to be. Just not as popular as they used to be. But you know, it and actually when you go out and you look at when you go out and look in the bedding plant department as far as blooming plants is concerned there's just not as much there's not as much as there used to be or the popularity of it is it's changing yeah it's it's changing and maybe people just are getting tired of going out and switching stuff out seasonally but you just don't see you just don't see as much as you as you used to well there are a greater variety of perennials available now Mm mm-hmm Things that we used to have a variety of now there's ten or fifteen or twenty because of all the so breeding true. that's going yeah. on, and there's those varieties are so much more prevalent now, and you can get a quart of this or that or a gallon of this or that that takes the place of all the bedding stuff, and it takes us back to not wanting to wait, yeah, not wanting to get the six pack. I mean, think about right. how many fewer six packs we have out there, varieties and things, oh, yeah. and how much more. Yeah time and energy goes into the quartz or the gallons now that never never used to yeah that's true it it's 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 been interesting to see how things yeah how things have changed yeah. well it, it, you know Salvia, so the, the only thing that's constant is change is change yeah um we sound like a bunch so, of old guys yeah <laughs> yeah sal- salvias are a prime example of that i mean it used we only it used to be that we only had one or two varieties of salvias. Now we have tables of different varieties of salvias, which is a, which are actually pretty amazing plants. I mean, they're really they're really really pretty. Uh, most of them are are relatively drought tolerant once they're established, uh, and they give you great color. And they also bring a lot of yep. butterflies and so hummingbirds. They're and pollinator birds. friendly. They're yes. Pollin- yes, they are pollinator friendly. So. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, 
I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, you were going to uh, give us a bulb update before I cut you off. Well, since you were talking about bearded iris and telling people to go to Balboa Park to buy them. No, I just it. said that I, I said iris in general. I didn't say bearded iris. Oh, okay. I guess we hear – I hear what I want to hear. Exactly. Forget yeah. about the rest. So we were going to get, I think, a couple of dozen varieties of bearded iris. Mm-hmm. And then when they were supposed to arrive, I heard nothing. And then they said, you're only going to get about a dozen varieties of bearded iris. And then I got a hold of somebody, and now next week we're expecting 30 varieties of bearded iris. <laughs> That's a lot. So um, he said, just let me know which ones you want to replace. The, the ones that they had zeroed, they were going to replace them with different varieties. And I said, well, I ordered a batch of every variety you had on your list. Right. And so there shouldn't be any substitutions if something's not there. Not I guess there. they have a bigger list that they pulled from. Oh, but so, they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. Oh. But now all all is right in the world, and we're expecting 30 varieties of bearded iris next week. So for next weekend, they're going to ship them on Monday so they don't sit anywhere in the hot and the humidity. No, oh. Well, maybe I'll have to get someone leave them in the garage to dry up. To dissipate yes. to nothing. <laughs> to turn into a petrified. Exactly. So, so now, David, you just said they're going to send them so that it doesn't, they don't sit in the heat. Aren't we expecting a little bit of a cold or a little no, cooler? No, 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 no. We're not expecting cooler. However. Unseasonable. It's a, yeah, but I was just looking at the forecast for this week. It's still weekend. It's still supposed to be in the 80s and the upper 80s. But next week, the wind is going to change. And oh. we should get a oh. cooler, drier flow. Well, isn't next week the day after tomorrow? Yes, it is. That's where I was going with that. When he said <laughs> yeah. ship Monday because of the heat, and I was thinking next week it's going to be cooler. But but uh, the cooler right now, it's, it's still warm. It's, it's still, still going to be warm, but much cooler than what we, where we've been. Yes. Agreed. Accepted. Believed. Acknowledged. That's what I was going to say. Plus, we have other – the whole bulb thing from multiple sources has been a, a mess this year. And I wonder what is, – is that a is – that Supply chain issue, do you think? I think it is a supplier incompetence issue, but I am not certain of that. But it doesn't sound like it's supply chain. It sounds like it's just... uh, Them. Them. Thank you. I was going to say something I didn't want to say. So them is better. No, you you were trying to say something that you wanted to say, but you didn't want to say it out loud. Well, I didn't want to say (laughs) it out loud in the manner it was forming in my head. Got it. So, Yes. And, you know, once in a while I do think before I speak. Not often, right. but today I want it marked on the calendar that yeah, I did put think it your, put it in your calendar, before yes. I spoke. Who managed to get um, fertilizer out before the rain came this, this event? I intentionally did not put out <clears throat> fertilizer because this was going to be a significant rain event, which could have caused runoff. a runoff, which would have been bad. However, comma, you wish you would have. I wish I would have because yeah. because it was just a slow, and I was kind a of a little, slow soaking. I was rain. a little upset with myself on Wednesday evening. I turned on my sprinklers under the avocado tree because it had been so hot, but I just wanted to do it a little bit because we're going to get this rain this weekend, and I left them on for a little bit longer than yeah. I intended to. <laughs> yeah, so they got that a full happens. watering. That happened, and uh, we didn't get the rain, so it all worked out. Yeah, that happens when I fill my pool sometimes it's too. The truth. Just forget to forget to yeah. turn it off. Um, yeah, yeah. No. I did not. I did. I did not put any. I did not put any fertilizer out this time. Did I, you? It should have. I, I fertilized our butterfly garden at the nursery. Oh, excellent! Yeah. That was perfect. And I was going to tell you, there are so many butterflies in our butterfly garden. And every morning when I come into work, they're all out there flittering around as a butterfly will do, and. Uh, it's doing its job. Oh, which reminds me, I have a job to do today. I might remind you about that later. <clears throat> What's that? <laughs> work. Yeah. Work related. Just work stuff. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Mark, did you feed? Fertilize. Did you fertilize oh, anything? Oh, no. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. Did you think about it? No. Okay. So but, it was not a conscious decision to or not. It correct. Just, it was, yeah. A default. Okay, just checking. And I went down the same road you did, David. I was going to, but I didn't know how much rain we were going to get. I didn't want to waste it. Well, and had we, 
even though yesterday we did not get significant rainfall, today the the torrential downpour could be over your house and could still wash the fertilizer away. Right. We'll monitor it. I think that's a good idea. Backyard Stormwatch 2022. Get your helmet (laughs) and your binoculars. My yellow slicker. I was looking through, what is the name of this magazine? Trade magazine, uh, Garden Center magazine, and they had the Retailer's Choice Awards for some different plants. Um, and there was a Monstera in here. Monstera. I thought you were going to say Monsoon. No. Monstera Obliqua. Have you heard of that? I don't know. It's one of the ones. It, it's one of the one of the ones that has the holes in the foliage. Oh, okay. Fenestration, I guess it is. Don't, yeah. most, don't most of them have that in some way? Uh, the monsteras. Well, I guess tech. Yeah, I guess most of the monsteras do. When, when this was the one, first time you heard that word? What fenestration? Oh, a long time ago. Um, Varicia fenestralis. George, Mark. No, I, I can't I tell you when. Yeah, I don't the kids, our coworkers at the nursery, use that all the time. I was the first time I'd heard that. You mean the holes in the leaves? Yes. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be holes in like Varicia fenestralis. Which is a bromeliad, it's the markings on the um, foliage. Supposedly, so just, supposedly look like windows. Well, then what the heck are fenestrations? Just markings or holes? Markings it, it, or holes? It, 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 fenestration is I, is a reference ah. to a window. So anyway, okay. I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay. So I anyway, feel, the, feel the monstera o, monstera obliqua. Uh, so the plant often features 90% of the leaf is the holes. So uh-huh. only 10% of the only 10% of the leaf is the actual leaf, 90% of it is the holes. Well, I've always tried to get rid of rose slug yeah. on roses, and if you don't, you just have 90% fenestrations on your rose leaves. Yeah, but people don't like that on roses. They like it on monsteras, well, but they don't like it, it on roses. If we called it special and charged extra for it, it might just <laughs> yeah, work. It might yeah. that might work? Uh, one of the other ones that was interesting was if, if I could fenestration oh, yeah, sure. specifically speaks to holes or splits, not not any variation in color. Well, that's interesting then. It, it, it comes from Latin and it means provided with openings. Oh, see, I always thought everything I had read before was it would it was a reference to windows, which I guess a window is well opening, so yeah. that would make sense. But it had, but not not Microsoft Windows. Um, so whenever the Lord closes a door, He always opens a window. There we go. A fenestration. He provides fenestration. a fenestration. Is and they fin- believe that part of it is for the larger plants or plants that grew in tropical areas. It would help cut down on the damage from the wind blowing through and whacking them all over the place. That makes sense. And that would make sense, especially those large monstera leaves. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why they put the holes in the tarps on the fences, right? And maybe they took that design from nature. Sure they They did. They saw that with Hmm. plants. I am so glad we had this conversation today. I learned something today. Whether I retain it until tomorrow will be a whole other I'll I'll query you on Wednesday. Okay. (laughs) Um, Another interesting plant that they – I have not seen it yet, although it apparently is in production, is Delphinium red lark, and it's a coral red Delphinium. Oh, that'd be interesting. It would, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a kind of a neat looking plant. Which, you know, that's another that's another plant that you just don't see that has kind of right. dropped in popularity. Which is kind of strange because it, it beautiful when we were plant. they're beautiful. We were talking about um, perennials, right? I mean, they'll they'll come back year after year, and they have spectacular flowers on they them. They really do. But uh, nobody, nobody's really finished growing them like they used to. Who was, who did we used to get those from? We used to get blooming delphiniums in. We had like three or four foot tall. Uh, I, I remember them, but I don't remember who we got them from. I, I can't remember who we got them from either. But we we used to sell quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a pretty it was a pretty popular plant, and you had to be really careful because if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention when you're loading it in the customer's you car, you break the stock off. So true. Yeah. yeah, but it's a perennial. It can cut it, it back in the know. ground, and it'll multiply. It'll come. It'll come back. Um, although the it does say that the uh, the red lark delphinium is sterile, so it will not Seed. it will not reseed itself. And you know, looking at house plants. When we were talking about the monsteras, I mean, the 
popularity of aeroids now is just insane. That's the right word. The, the varieties, the, the, the varieties, the dollar amounts that people are getting for these things. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's like the, it's like the new, it's like the new, uh, new, new tulips. Yeah. Well, I think the, the tulip, the tulip bubble. I believe the bubble is going to burst. Well, if it's not bursting, at least it's been sitting up in the air so long that it's starting to shrink, starting to slow down. Yeah, yeah. You had said you'd seen people were starting to sell off their, starting to sell it, off their collections. A lot of people seem to be doing that, and they're saying they don't want to take care of them anymore, and blah blah blah. It just sounds like people want to. They're starting to get out the door. So, Ken, you said aeroid. Mm-hmm. What is that for the uninitiated out well, there? Well, no, I was. I, you didn't look well, it up. Oh, no, I know what it is. Oh, well, but I want to know. If, you know, we, we have we throw it out. So those are like pothos, monstera, Poth, pothos, monsteras, philodendrons, Aram family Mem- right. members. Yeah. And so members when we were in Aram Hawaii family. a couple months ago. They, they, we were talking about this. You see these giant pothos leaves and oh, they're huge, climbing all the way up into coconut trees. Yeah, yeah they're huge. I remember the the first time I went to Hawaii I was, you know. You, Everybody's got pothos plants in their house with right. the little, you know, three-inch leaves on them. And you go over to Hawaii, and they're they're Gigantic, massive, yeah, yeah the dinner plate size foliage, right. um, grown all over the place. In the wild or in nature, they grow as a bottom canopy plant, and they're because they do well in our houses. Or the reason they do well in the houses is they are typically in this understory place, and they're just they're well adapted to low light. And that's why they work so well as a house plant. Do you remember? Do you know where I remember seeing them in in Kauai? On the road to the end of the road, where you could take that trail when I was there. Oh, the trail that we couldn't hike because that we didn't get a pass that time. Thanks for yeah. Thank I'm you here. For that. I'm here for you. <laughs> mm. You have to have what? What is that? What is the trail? You have to have a permit now to hike the. I forgot the name of the trail. Nepali, Kapali. It's on the Nepali coast, but, but yeah, but in the past you could hike it, and then when we got there, you had to have a pass, and we didn't know that, so we went online to get a pass, and it was three to four weeks out before we could get a really? pass. Really? Yep. Wow. It's very sad. I, I think I, I vaguely remember, well, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to Kauai since the mid-70s, or late 70s, but I, I vaguely remember going and hiking some... Yes. Trail. Well, there and are then, lots. There are and lots then of down hiking and down down to the beach below. But what I remember about that trail was the stench from the rotting guavas and the rotting uh, screw pine fruit okay. on the ground. Yeah, we. I I don't remember that, but I do remember that at the Tantalus Rainforest on, on on Oahu. Yeah, the screw pine um, pandanus. 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 Yeah, yeah. They, they were everywhere, and and I didn't. Think of them as a stench. Maybe it wasn't hot enough. I, I I thought it was a sweet scent. It smelled nice. Well, yeah. at the time I didn't like guavas either. Now I would right. probably like it, but when I was there, it was a gross smell. It was bad. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, another interesting houseplant that I have never seen before, at least that I don't recall, although it supposedly, according to the magazine, is very popular these days, is um, probably changed, Hawaii palm. It probably changed the name. It could, could yeah. be. Um, Brighamia insignis, which it's not even really a palm, uh, but it says the Hawaiian palm... Uh, can only be found in the wild on the Hawaiian island of Kauai. Did you see any when you were over there? 
I, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> but you should say yes because you probably did see them. There's you a just chance didn't. I saw it, Ken. It ha- well, oh, well, maybe not. It has become nearly extinct, and despite the difficulties of natural cultivation in the wild, it can be commercially produced through seed and tissue culture. With proper care, uh, Brighamia can produce yellow star-shaped flower that can last up to several weeks. The leaves will fall off once once a year and will leave scarring on the trunk, which shows which shows the new growth. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um, new canopy will soon start uh, the bud. Palms are relatively easy to take care of, so it's kind of an interesting kind of an interesting plant. I, but it's not something that I've ever seen before. Oh, I was it, thinking it was a regular palm. No, it's not I a have, palm tree no. at all. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. it is kind of cool. And it has a kind of a, I was going to say a fat trunk. So a it, caudiciform trunk? No, but not quite. I, 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 it looks like a ponytail palm as far as the bottom goes. Yes. Correct? Kind of, yeah. Kind of similar. Mm. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, say. Um, it is neat. And hopefully we'll see lots of those. That's that's part of the reason when we were talking about the different perennials that show up and disappear is is the New, tissue culture yeah. and the shipping of plugs, where yeah. you can get sixty plugs in this little tray, in a and, tray and half a dozen of them fit in a box and you can ship them around the world within a day or two or three and it has significantly changed the right. face of what we get and when we get it and how long it takes and not everything's grown from seed anymore and we've gotten a lot of really neat things because of it well i remember back in the back in the late 70s and early 80s um i god i think it was night i think it was 1983 i went to a i went to a world bromeliad conference it was in it was in corpus christi of all places but um <laughs> you had any place in the world you could have this and we're gonna have it in, here in, in corpus christi um but back then it was before they had been able to really uh perfect tissue culturing of bromeliads so the only way you could the only way you could get them was by division or growing them from seed which growing them from seed is fine but you couldn't you couldn't guarantee that you were going to get Correct. the same cultivars yeah. um out when you when you're growing them from seed just because of the it's the genetics right? Uh, right. so consequently some of the really cool bromeliads that were out there I remember going through um, and looking at the stuff that was for sale at the conference. And some of them were horrendously expensive just because it, they were, it was difficult to produce them. Right. I mean, you, you, had to, you had to wait for the life cycle of the bromeliad to go through so that you could get the, you could get the pups off of them. Um, kind of like the staghorns. You, the only ones that are in significant supply are the ones they're tissue culturing which was very few of them yeah and now they they're widespread as far as availability is concerned um and and there's it's brought them it's brought the price down on on a lot of things do you understand the tissue culture process well enough to give a very brief little this is what they do no, I do. Okay, yeah, I I do not. I I, I watched them do it in Singapore at a botanical mm-hmm. garden for orchids, mm-hmm. where and they had just it looked like a, a small aquarium, and they had all this liquid in there, and they were it was moving slowly where they were working with the tissue, these little slivers. Yeah, and it's, then they were moving it into the next size, the next size. But I, I didn't get any opportunity to talk to anyone. I just witnessed it behind glass. Yeah, it's. It's, it's like taking cuttings on a on a micro scale, on a, on, right. a, on an almost microscopic scale, right. um, and there's a, the, the whole process behind it. it it's pretty amazing. It, but the other thing that's interesting too is the, uh, that that same what I was talking about with bromeliads that also go that also holds true for a lot of orchids that um, they've been able to tissue culture. But there are some orchids, and I'm sure that there's other other plants too that you cannot tissue culture and i would have to take a look and see but i know for a long time um paphiopedlums 
uh, lady slipper orchids could they not be good. they could not be tissue cultured they they had not been able to perfect that that was that was a long time ago i would have to look and see if that has changed at this point but we um, should we should touch base with chuck mcclung and ask him what he yeah, knows about that's that a, yeah that's a good idea see what see what he has to say um if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number have we i i have not heard of anything recently coming through as far as insect problems is concerned no nothing out of the ordinary. i mean standard the standard stuff, stuff yeah. we we're seeing at least on uh, um lantana in poway a lot of uh, lace bug and spider mites on lantana i uh some i was talking to somebody just the other day about spider mites and how but, how they've been a, b- a bit more of a problem this year than they have I, in the I, past. I think so. And we got a a text from a customer that had pictures of a guava tree that was not fruiting after many years, and the fruit was shriveling at a small size. And it looked like from the pixelated photo that there was a serious mite infestation, but we couldn't tell from the picture, so we asked them to bring in a physical piece. piece. But it looks like uh, spider mites. And then the the lace bug, I think that's only in the last, what, half a dozen years, maybe less? Lantana, when I was growing up, never had anything on it. Except cold weather and... Just the the bacterial spot. Right, right. That's the only thing that I can can remember. But now now those lace bugs are all over them. And, and I talked to a customer yesterday or the day before about citrus leaf miner, and she wanted something other than the Captain Jacks because that, air quotes, didn't work. And so we chatted a little bit more, and I think the didn't work was because she didn't see any new growth subsequent to the damage. So the Captain Jacks has done an excellent job where I've used it in stopping the the damage immediately. Right. But if the plant is done with its growth Growing, flush, exactly. then you're not going to see any anything. change. Right. You're no. just preventing, you're getting rid of what's there. And so she was going to go back and look at it more closely. But I have not had any complaints about Captain Jack's not working that are founded, I guess is the way. Yeah, I, I typically tell folks when they use it that it's, it's not a panacea. Yeah. It's a mitigating step. It's going to, re, it's going to kill what's there. But it's not going to change the damage that you see in your leaves. Correct. And you have to, and you have to keep, you do have to keep up with it too, because like I, I sprayed, I sprayed my citrus early this season uh, to, to prevent it, and it did until it did. until I right. didn't spray yeah, exactly. it again. I think- and then it got then a couple a couple of plants got. Uh, got some pretty good infestations on them so you're suggesting where they say use it once a month for up to six applications that would be a good that's a good idea yes Yes, that's a you know when you follow the directions it tends to work much better sometimes they work the directions yeah um the reason i was laughing when you said it's a mitigating factor is i was thinking somebody asked me what the word the phrase was that you used about biologics in the soil the microbial microbial activity that's what it is thank you i'm here to help we can we can continue now if okay. you have any direction. Well, you know, we were to, we you and I were talking about it yesterday. Just the whole the whole landscape of insecticides has changed has changed dramatically yes. in the past thirty years. I mean, dramatically. It, it, the the spectrum of stuff that's available. The solid the, the, ortho wall. Yeah, when or, I or, when I started at Walter Anderson Nursery, yes, the ortho products. Ortho, ortho was the ortho was the Number retail one, yeah. insecticide company. They they made everything. Um, that and that was back when it, it was owned by um, Chevron. Right, it brown was, it was Chevron glass Chemical. jars. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brown glass jars, and then it switched over to uh, switched over to brown plastic bottles, and as the um, with the same red and yellow label, the same red and yeah, yellow label. Yes, um, and distinctive, the and the and and the and the instruction sheet that was folded up into a little yeah. stamp size you thing. Never that you could open, you could never open it. it yeah. and put put back. Yeah, um, put back exactly. But, but there was there was and then or, that, ortho was ortho was the king, and then there was there was Cook, Lily Miller, Chacon Chemical, 
Um, and then you had a couple others with just some minor stuff thrown in there. So there was a, um, I don't remember who made Saigon, which was the, which was oh, about yeah. the only, that was, Midas well, side. there, there was, it was, it was a Midas side, but it was also, a, it was a systemic. True. Um, and there weren't very many systemics back then. There was, there was Saigon and, Orthene, um, which it under Orthene, um, from ortho, but also isotox. Right. Which was also acid, which was acephate and and a miticide. I can't remember right. the miticide. Uh, Kelth- no. Well, kelthane and thiodan. Yeah, or thiodan, I think, was the in, the miticide in kelthane. Yeah. Okay. And then the, you had spectricide, which was basically diazonon. Right. Uh, and then Dursban was still available. Those were all the stinky then, methyl carbamates. Right. But then yeah. that in in my lifetime got displaced was displaced by Bayer right the blue bottles mm-hmm. and everything was Bayer and they had newer generation less interactive with beneficials and if with the environment they would bind in the surface areas of the soil and not move through and they were just better just better all around as far as exposure to human beings was, was concerned as well right and now that's being kind of pushed by the wayside by i think i would say three products horticultural oil mm-hmm. neem oil and like a soap well there was something else well spinosad too well, Spin- yeah, and spinosad the microbials like spinosad and bt yeah. yeah those are yes and that's what and those are the least interactive with the environment, yeah. and that's what seems to be moving the most now. Yeah, it does. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, we were talking about um, talking about insecticides and the the changing landscape, the changing landscape of that. And uh, Chuck brought up, Chuck texted you um, about Dexol, which was red label, right? White bottle, red God. label, black markings. I, I. The name is the name is vaguely familiar, but I can't. I can't I'm not place familiar it. with the product. What does it primarily kill or attack? Well, that was the that was the brand, brand, that was the oh, brand okay. name. Okay, uh, and I do re- you remember? Do you remember back with, with Chacon Chemical? It had the little caricature of uh, Doctor Chacon on the label. No, but is, I never liked Chacon products because it sounded like somebody was cursing at me. In Spanish. Oh. <laughs> it just, it never made sense to me to be a brand name. It, yeah. And I, I never liked it because of that. That's interesting. That, I, yeah. That's, no, that makes sense. I mean, there are brand names that you look at and you don't want to use or you wouldn't promote. Well, I was I was telling David uh, yesterday when we were discussing it, we, I think we used to have three different kinds of malathion on the Okay. On the shelf, where there there was orthomalathion, which is the only malathion that's on the on the shelf, shelf today. Yeah. Um, there was Cook malathion, yeah. and I think Chacon might have had malathion too. They did too. We, yeah. but we we had all three. But I remember my grandfather preferred Cook malathion because it was not oil based. It it did not have the emulsifiers that they used were water based, and it wouldn't. He was of the opinion that it was better to use on. It was better to use 
cooks malathion on things like ferns or tender plants because it's not oil-based, so it's not going to burn them. But then I was we were talking about it yesterday, and I was thinking about it. Well, I don't know how much that – I don't know how much risk there was of burning even if it was oil-based because with malathion, you only use like one or two teaspoons per gallon of water. Right. It's a right. very, very small amount. Uh, and then we were – I was talking with uh, my one of my neighbors on Thursday – and we were we were talking about uh, toxicity of stuff, and we used to sell some, yeah, really <laughs> bad stuff. I mean, it's it, but that was it, that's just what it it was right. available back then. That it, that's, like what? Well, nicotine sulfate well, yeah. yes is gone is gone. And I think the next the next highest one on the LD fifty list or lowest one was the Saigon. I think it was Saigon was the the was, next. Well, yeah. chlor- chlordane was really chlordane, bad. No, yes, chlordane was really bad too. And the other, the other problem, the other problem with chlordane, which was uh, it, it lasted forever. I, but that was one of the reasons why people liked it was right. because, or why it was popular, especially for termite control. Is you could put a barrier down around right. your house, and it would keep the termites away from the away from the foundation of your house for for years. Correct. Um, but it was a it was a really nasty it was a really nasty product um so i i i myself am not sad that it's not available anymore it, it's it was it was it was just not a good thing um yep. and then dursban dursban was the next one right. from chlordane and that got eliminated and then after dursban it was diazinon and then I had a woman call I had a woman called the Poway store. David was that about two weeks ago with Dur- she had a Durzban question because she had some and she, the label fell off and she oh. wanted to know, <laughs> I what, know the, why, yeah. what the proper mixing uh, instructions. It hasn't were. been available for yeah. years. So we had an interesting conversation. It's been at least on that. twenty years. Yeah, she's not, the label fell off, and I and I'm just wondering if you can look at one of yours and tell me what the mixing yeah, ratio would anymore. be. We don't carry that. No, yeah, it's not. It's been a long not time, not available yeah. not available. You know, there's, uh, some shampoos have uh, malathion in it or lice. Very small. Really, special have, lice treatments. I have. I didn't know that I either. Have, we we avoided that, that uh, parenting yeah. nirvana. Thank God. Yes. Did you guys? I well, I never. I ne- we never we never had a problem with it. Although I I had heard one time that what you were supposed to do was rub mayonnaise into your kid's head. Hair and then put a shower cap on them and leave it in overnight. Isn't that a pretty <laughs> label? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Um, and, I guess, and I guess the, and I guess the idea of the mayonnaise was it, there's so much oil, oil in it, in it that it, it yeah. suffocates them. And they, you know, and speaking Makes of oil, sense, yeah. the, with we mentioned horticultural oil, that's pretty much my. My go-to. My, go-to well, yeah. either it depends on what it is. If it's a sucking insect, it, it's it's horticultural oil. If it's a chewing insect, it's spinosad. And I have and the spinosad. I just have never taken it off the shelf. Well, actually, I used I I used a ready-to-use bottle on my new citrus, the sleeve pots, as that okay. new growth came out. I waited until it really got infested with leaf miner yes, yes. before I went and got my neighbor's bottle of ready yeah. to use and took care of it but it 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 ceased it ceased it immediately yeah it's a it, yeah it's been a it's been a really good product um but like i said it if it's not a chewing insect you're really not going to get anywhere with it it doesn't work for it doesn't work for aphids Correct. scale but uh, it does work on mites spider mites which i well, don't they're, understand they're, they're rasping so it's okay. kind, of, kind of a quasi chewing so I have to be really careful. So you, and, and so you've had su- you've had su- you've yeah. had success with it on with with mites. Yes. See, I've, I mites are one of the ones that I would usually recommend. Um, it was a long Hort time oil. ago. Yeah. It was I, a I like long oil. time ago before I became a, a fan of hort oil. Yeah, horticultural oil is the the. I think one of the one Go of the great to, things yeah. about it is that yeah the. Well, it's not. They're a, not. They're not going to build. They're not going to build. Yeah, it's not a poison. Yeah, they're they're not going to build up an immunity to it unless they could figure out how to live without breathing. Yeah, 
and it works well. Yeah, it works. It works extremely well, and you can apply it the day of harvest. You, right. you could go out and spray the tree, put your sprayer away, and go back and start picking the fruit off. Right. And, and, it makes, it off, yeah. and it makes everything look so clean and, and shiny. It, it makes yeah. everything look very shiny. That um, it does. But when you're spraying, you need to make sure that you agitate. Keep, it, keep it mixed and agitated. That is why David prefers the ready-to-spray bottle that you just hook up to the hose so you don't agitator. have to keep That's it. That's the easiest I am an agitant, yes. yes. Or tater. You've been listening no. to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Almond. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody, and don't forget to turn your sprinklers off. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.